We can call it suffrage manifesto, called Declaration of Sentiments and Resolutions. Uh, to patriarchy as the social and sexual system of male domination. Well, feminism is for everybody. Currently, a director of Women's and Gender Studies program in her second term at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for being on Murph's Talk, and、uh, appreciate your time. Having you know women having the rights of education, and here we are, fifty years later. They were not having an education. What profound effect? What effect can that have on the culture or all of us, not just the Amish? First, I'll give you a quote: Elizabeth Cady Stanton.、Uh, as you know, he she is one of the leaders and activists of American suffrage、uh, movements、um, and history.、Uh, and then、uh, in eighteen forty eight. Uh, there was the first American Women's Conference、uh, that was held in Seneca Falls, upstate New York, and Elizabeth Caden,、uh, Cady Stanton um, uh, published a, a powerful, uh, a very short but powerful、uh, essay, or we can call it、uh, we can call it suffrage manifesto, called Declaration of Sentiments and Resolutions. Uh, it the、uh, stylistically it actually、uh, emulates、uh, our national document of Declaration of Independence.、Uh, but there was a quote there. Uh, uh, quote uh, he uh, the patriarchal system. He has denied her、uh, her ref- referring to American women in general back in eighteen forty eight. He has denied her the facilities for obtaining. A thorough education, all colleges being closed against her, and of course,、uh, this was uh, she uh, and other suffrage activists um, uh, made this declaration in the context for advocating for American women's、uh, rights, which include which include rights to、uh, voting and legislature, rights to. Uh, 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 Property rights,、uh, rights to education, professionalization, and commerce,、uh, religious free- rights to religious freedom,、uh, rights to equality, rights to legal self-representation, and many other rights, and above all, voting rights as a foundational, foundational political rights for American women. And that was back in 1848. And then, with the impact of this case.、Um, uh, it Seems to uh, us uh, that uh, uh, the conditions of education,、uh, the regular both、uh, the regular K to twelve education that all American children, male and female,、uh, let alone all girls and boys,、uh, are entitled to.、Uh, that's a kind of voluntary, a、uh, free public education. Uh, and Amish girls and women do not seem to enjoy that, and and uh, her uh, right, American constitutional right, uh, for to regu- to women's education, also seem to be lagging seriously behind 
behind almost all communities, mainstream and ethnic, uh, multi-ethnic communities in America. So in a sense, I do not see how that would be beneficial to the communities itself. And um, uh, so uh, I think um, the right to K-12 education uh, offers all American boys and girls the basic literacy to reading, writing, math, sciences, and uh, multiple um, uh, disciplinary knowledge that are foundational to uh, American citizenship. And then it doesn't seem to me as uh, that such lack of uh, an Amish girl or woman's uh, educate basic K-12 education or uh, higher education is um, beneficial to herself or to her family or to her future uh, husband and children or to her community or to her America. Because no matter what cultural, religious and agricultural heritages uh, they that the Amish uh, girls and women uh, do enjoy uh, and we respect uh, seriously. Uh, Amish uh, girls and women uh, still are part of American, uh, are part, uh, are still American girls and women. Why, why are we even talking about this? What is it that, what is the, is no, there's no benefit to having half the population, half the population, not having basic education, zero benefit. Hmm. Uh, the reason I believe is historical and rather complex Um uh, usually in um, women's rights and feminism, we refer uh, to patriarchy as the social and sexual system of male domination. Uh, and we usually carefully differentiate between um, uh, gentlemen, between men, individual men and gentlemen, uh, and such system, uh, and the system of patriarchal oppression of women. So we do differentiate between individual um, uh, uh, men and the system. And we, we would never, uh, even as a dedicated uh, feminist uh, educator, I, I, my, most of my colleagues and I would not simply uh, trash or target um, any man, uh, individual man, as to say patriarchal oppressors naturally. That is not what we do. We are critiquing the system of patriarchy. So that established, I would say that the primary reason for uh, uh, patriarchal exclusion of a group of uh, girls and women's rights to education, such as um, not uh, giving uh, Amish girls and women their access to 
basic K-12 uh, education, uh, their access to higher education. Now, according to that case, legal case, um, uh, Amish uh, boys and girls could receive education in their communities uh, up to the eighth grade. But, uh, of course, to us uh, educators in American higher education system, in the academy, um, receiving an education up to junior high is very inadequate in the 21st century. So back to why. Um, like all other forms of education and like all other uh, historical uh, uh, oppressions of various and different constituencies of individuals, families, and communities in uh, American history, in global history. Uh, patriarchal oppression of women is fundamentally about power, control, and domination. That is all. It is about uh, is about a monopolizing uh, political voting rights without giving say, uh, American women, the voting rights until uh, American uh, suffrage uh, uh, activists and advocates uh, fought very hard and bravely for a little over 70 years from 1848 in the, in the middle of 19th century and perhaps way before, all the way until 1920, when the landmark uh, uh, amendment, constitutional amendment, was approved uh, uh, by both uh, by the federal legislation uh, in both uh, by both the Senate and the House. And at that point, both the Senate House seemed to be uh, 100% kind of uh, male dominant, but they did pass that landmark amen uh, amendment. Uh, so uh, it is about uh, power, domination, and control. It is about excluding, say, uh, political voting rights uh, to certain sex and not to women. It is also about excluding uh, property rights uh, to uh, women uh, and male heirs uh, and male offsprings, and not to girl uh, mothers, grandmothers, uh, sisters, uh, or or, or uh, daughters, and then uh, not uh, gr granting uh, equal access to education, to professionalization, to commerce, uh, and uh, this is similar because with. Uh, and then not granting um, the freedom of choice of marriage or the freedom choice of divorce to women and not granting legal rights to uh, women subjects. So in a sense, um, uh, it is uh, very tragic, I would say, and unfortunate that uh, a certain amount of our American uh, girls and women uh, Amish citizens on our land of free, uh, uh, some of them still do not uh, enjoy um, the vast amount of uh, feminist progress and uh, that uh, American women have made uh, tremendously and exemplarily in the past one century and a half. The, the women have to create the opportunity to be on the same level. And then how come are you seeing in your study in, in the over the years that men are making 
um, headway in saying, you know what, I'm seeing this also? Yes, I would say absolutely. Um, uh, uh, Bell Hooks, a leading African-American uh, contemporary uh, feminist scholar, um, has uh, published uh, a huge amount of uh, books and articles. And then one book that she published in 2000 is called Feminism is for Everybody. And uh, this semester, I am teaching uh, WGS 200, Introduction to Women's and Gender Studies, again. And then we are reading excerpts from uh, that uh, uh, wonderful and eloquent text uh, uh, shortly after midterm point. And so in a sense, we always conduct, there are a lot of uh, uh, male feminists uh, and male comrades who have always supported um, women's and gender studies supported uh, women's mo- social movements, supported um, feminist theories of all kinds. So uh, uh, last academic year in two, uh, fall 2022 to spring 2023 academic year, my home institution, Indiana University of Pennsylvania, uh, which is located uh, in Indiana, uh, Pennsylvania, in Western PA, uh, last year, uh, over 61% of the total amount of IUP's undergraduate and graduate student population were women students. Mm. And then in, and that is uh, across the, our, uh, uh, our Pennsylvania higher education state system with 14 campuses that in the past um, 10 plus years, a little over 55% of undergraduate students have been women undergraduate students. In in my home institution, uh, usually uh, between 60 to 65 of our uh, uh, graduate students are women graduate, women doctoral and master's students. And that is uh, in agreement with uh, the American higher education average that right now in the academy uh, at uh, American colleges and universities nationwide, uh, about 55% of the total student body have been women uh, undergraduate and graduate students. So uh, somehow there has been a decrease of male undergraduate and graduate students. Uh, so we hope actually to support and encourage more male students to pursue higher education at whatever degree that they love. And of course, um, uh, the uh, the Amish uh, girls and women, their uh, uh, participation in, say, American higher education seems to be way uh, below such kind of national average. That is why I believe that... Um, uh, using various uh, art forms, uh, such as the Amish ballet, that uh, my dear uh, colleague, uh, Professor Joan Van Dyke, uh, who is um, uh, associate professor uh, in Department of Theater, Dance, and Performance uh, at IUP, my school, and a fellow Women's and Gender Studies faculty, uh, she created. Uh, co-directed and choreographed this very beautiful, uh, dramatic, and uh, kind of uh, elegant uh, Amish ballet. Uh, Very original and uh, very beautiful. And I think that this kind of uh, uh, very beloved uh, 
uh, dance genre of ballet and using that to tell uh, an Amish uh, two actually uh, one or two Amish uh, Amish character uh, girl characters uh, journey to pursue uh, higher education uh, while overcoming some of the obstacles within her family and communities. I think that is very valid. And then Torah's uh, creative autobiography to uh, use a nonfiction uh, format to tell her personal story uh, and journey to uh, pursue higher education uh, uh, at Columbia in New York City. I mean, from her community to New York City, that is quite a long distance. But uh, but for Tora, uh, her pursuit of higher education and women's rights do not seem to diminish her uh, very uh, belonging or pride, right? Belonging to her communities and pride in being Amish. Uh, but uh, it only empowers her to actually advocate for her people's educational rights. I'm currently a director of Women's and Gender Studies Program in her second term at the Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for being on Murph's Talk and uh, appreciate your time.